Would you turn to Psalm 119? Psalm 119, I'll give you the verse in a minute. No, we're not doing all of them. <laughs> Although, the way I've started off tonight, I, you might imagine. Psalm 119. I have a question for you, or two. Think back um, over the last couple of weeks in your prayers. So, assuming you are praying, and assuming you are spending time with God in prayer, and outside of the requests for specific health requests for yourself or someone else you love, how would you characterize your requests? So, let's say you have large buckets of requests, so categories. How would you categorize or characterize those requests? Um, for instance, you might pray to God and give Him thanks, and that would be in the gratitude bucket. But on the other side of requests, um, how would you characterize your prayers other than specific medical requests, those kind of things? Anybody? Just, there's hardly any wrong answer. There may be a one. Pray for revival. Mm-hmm. Pray for revival. Grace for difficult situations. You, know, you have a, a revival, a, a, a gospel bucket here. You have a grace bucket, you know, for situations you're going through. What else? Wisdom. Wisdom. Understanding, maybe. Yeah. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. Thankfulness. Absolutely. What else? Pardon? Praise, mm-hmm. praise, absolutely. Provision, mm-hmm. anything else? Strength, strength. What else? Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything else? You pray, maybe you have a difficult situation ahead of you and you pray for discernment. How about guidance? That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> guidance. Family. So we pray, and we ask God requests, don't we? Some requests, do you know, they have already been answered. Not maybe specifically, but God has already made provision for those requests. I'll give you two things that we pray about, because I'm going to take two of what you've said, because I didn't have time for all of them. I have two of what you said, and I'll say the wisdom and understanding bucket and the guidance bucket, the, the discernment, understanding of where to go, which path to go. Anybody been there recently? Which, which way do I take? Not to work, but to in life. Okay? And then the other is, help me understand... Let me understand what's going on in my life. What God does, do, God? What are you doing in my life? And how are you making yourself known? And how am I to to interact with that? Give me understanding. All right. So Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse one hundred five. One hundred nineteen, one hundred five. Psalmist writes, "Your word is a lamp." To my feet and a light to my path. You may say, say Stacey, I've, I've heard that one before. Your word is a light, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
So the psalmist is writing, and this is the longest psalm, so that's why we're not doing all the verses, uh, that we have. And it's a psalm all about the Word of God and its impact in our lives. First of all, what I want you to say, see here is this idea of guidance that God has given. He says, your word. And you say, okay, what, is that just one word? Um, no. It's a personal statement that this psalmist is saying, and he is saying, uh, your word, your word, your statements of truth is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, let's go back in that time because, um, was, it, was it Thursday, Friday of this week, full moon? Yeah, Vicky was going to bed. He's like, what? is there a light on? Because when our patio light is on, if someone has left it on, usually me, if it's on, you can see through our bedroom window, but no, nothing was on. The moon was so bright. Well, you, you go another 28, 28 days. If you're a scientist, I'm sorry. Uh, and you go to the, where there's, a, there's no moon at all. Okay, you don't see it. It's really dark. Well, think about living in a place that you got the, the brightness of the moon and that was all you had at night, okay, outside of a fire. And if you're traveling, you needed guidance, you needed light for your path. Here it is. Your word, your communication from God is a lamp to my feet. Now, when you go to Israel, they take you to little places um, that give you, I'm not sure what was in there, uh, they give you little things you take home that, would, that the border guards or the airplane police won't, won't take away from you, okay? So they take you, like we went to Nazareth Village, and they made them there, they just handed them to us. I'm sure it was included in the price of a ticket somewhere. O- oil lamp, um, here, if you can't really see up close, <clears throat> and you can't. Um, here it is, not this one, but a, a nicer one. Um, you put the little oil in there, olive oil, you stick a little um, uh, thread rope string kind of thing, you light it, and you walked around, not too many lumens, okay? You know, this doesn't get, get you much here. It's a, it's a light to, to, what does he say here? A lamp to my feet. And that's about all you got. You got a little bit in front of you. But notice here, uh, as, as the psalmist is writing, this lamp to my feet here, it is, it is a very personal thing. This is, a, this is not a broadcast light for the neighborhood, this is for you to walk with so you won't stub your toe or fall off the edge of the, the cliff there. You notice in darkness, we can lose our way. In darkness, we can stumble. In darkness, we can fall and be dashed upon the rocks below. We need light when we're traveling in a physical world. But metaphorically, darkness here, as, as the psalmist writes for it, can be... Can be just as devastating to the believer. In darkness, darkness of sin, and darkness of even not knowing where to go, we can lose our way. Darkness falls quickly when we are not in God's Word. Ever notice as you pray for this, this guiding light for your feet, Lord, give me guidance on which direction to take. You pray for that. Sometimes oh, God only gives you enough light for that next step. It's the trust. That as we walk, we trust God for that light. But we go there. 
We go to God. And where does he say God gives us this light? Your word. God's word. He gives that. Do you realize that you and I already have the provision for which we are asking when we ask for guidance? Now, we want to know how, how, how specifically this applies to this situation, for this guidance, for this job. But God gives us his word to provide light and guidance. It's a very important thing because often we will cry out for God for light and guidance and we'll never open his word. We'll go to somebody else and say, what should I do? I'm worried. Where should I go? How should I turn? And we understand there is a a safety in the multitude of counselors. However, God says, I have given you my word as guidance. Is this the right thing to to do, the right place to go for me? God's word. God's word. See, the darkness that we encounter, the danger of a misstep that might lead us to sin, that provision of guidance is found in God's Word. For the child of God who's continually in, in the Word, there is the lamp of God's Word for every step. Well, you take, there's, take the, the next line, though. There's light to my path. And the psalmist is not only speaking for the next step, the immediate there, but the, God's Word gives light for our pathway. It, it shines in such a way as we read it and we dwell upon it, we get the guidance for how to proceed. At the simplest level, it is the individual who sees his or her need for Jesus and turns from their sin to follow Jesus. And there's the pathway, it is Jesus. And so we walk down the pathway that is Jesus in now as a believer in fellowship with Him. And God's Word gives us the way to go. Now, you... You're not going to look in there and find, okay, take this job, okay, this actual job. You're going to give the understanding of, of, of how to, the guidance of, this is a job that is good for me because it's a moral job. It, it provides for my family. And it is here, it gives me also a place to minister. Okay? I, I, there's opportunities around. It's not just about the money. It's about the opportunities to minister to people. And so, Lord, I'm walking your way. I'm taking your word understanding what you have for me. Oh, that's the next verse. Um, and I'm trusting your guidance to lead me while I am bathing that decision in prayer and also walking in the Word. You know, it's, it's interesting as we think about the lamp, the light that we have. Um, we think of salvation. Jesus, um, we'll go into the whole context, but he stands up and, and uh, in the middle of a feast, and he says, the feast that, that has part of the celebration of lights, he says, I am the light of the world, the one singular light of the world. Follow him. Guidance is found in Christ. Guidance is given to us through God's word. So we have to be in God's word, don't we? So that's one bucket, guidance. Let's go to the next bucket, the, the bucket of wisdom or understanding, found in 130, verse 130. Okay, so if we're looking there, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now, don't get all upset about the word simple, okay? I'm not simple, I'm complex. No. 
the unfolding of your word. The idea of unfolding is to make open, uh, to, to become open. This idea of that. Now, if you think about, uh, in the context of what he's writing, uh, think about the unfolding of a scroll. I think that kind of gives you the unfolding or the opening of your word. That, that opening gives light. What he's saying here is we have understanding as we, as we walk through God's Word. His statements gives light. We have understanding and comprehension of what he wants us to do. And so as we unfold God's Word as they once did with a scroll, meaning we're spending time in God's Word, His life, we gain understanding. We gain the wisdom the discernment that we need. God's Word does many things for us. No wonder Peter says later, he writes, he says that God has given to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. How can he say that? Well, in very one real respect, God has given us His Word. He has given us everything that we know. Is well, I don't know. It, it's really big. There's lots of books there. Yeah, there's 66 books there. There's lots of information. Read it. Go into God's Word. Find understanding. If the entrance or the unfolding of God's Word brings light, why are we not unfolding it often? Why are we not opening it often? As you look later on in the, um, this idea, metaphor of light, Psalm 118.28, For you light my lamp, the Lord my God illumines my darkness. Psalm 118.27, the Lord is God and He has given us light. Acts 26, uh, Jesus uh, is talking to Paul, basically as Paul is recounting this to Agrippa. And he says, Jesus says, I'm sending you to open their eyes, the Jewish eyes, to turn again from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God. Second Corinthians talk about, talks about the light of the, the, the gospel. The light shall shine out in the darkness. The light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Philippians 2, um, you appear as lights to the world. Second, uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 called you out of darkness into His glorious light. And here it is, God's Word, the light of God's Word, now becomes what shines in us and through us and the person of Christ in us. But at a very basic level, it starts with the unfolding of God's Word and our spending time in it. It's become... A common phrase of mine, really, that the Christian life isn't complex. It's very simple. It's not always easy, but it's never hard to follow. Here it is. God's Word is our refuge, our provision. We find strength in it, but we also find understanding. We find guidance. So my question is, why don't we Go to God's Word. Why don't we go to God's Word? Why don't we go to His Word for guidance? 
So why wouldn't we go to God's Word for guidance? You can say this hypothetically for the person next to you. Why wouldn't the person next to you go to God's Word for guidance? I mean, just kind of generalities. Why don't we do it? Laziness. Yeah. What else? Embarrassment. Why? Embarrassment. Because of the weakness that it might show. No, sometimes we don't go to God's Word because of that. What else? Ah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We feel like the answer isn't the one we're going to like. I don't want that one. I want the one that's free with no obligations and it gives me everything I want. Now, we go to guidance for God's Word and we don't really want to know because we don't think we're going to like the answer. What else? Trust. And interesting. For both of these, I would say, for, for understanding, and we'll talk about that, this, and guidance, it is trust. Can I trust God? Now, and I love this because I, I, I'm right there with you. As a child of God, who has trusted God for my salvation, for my eternal destiny, what I'm saying is I can't trust God for, for the next step. And how in Congress that is, it's like it, that doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense with us. Why can't we trust God? We've given Him our lives. Why can't we trust Him with our day, our month? Anything else? Why don't we go to God's Word for guidance? One more big one I was thinking of is fear. There we go. See, great minds. I was thinking of fear. We fear. Now, the other side of, well, not the other side of trust, but kind of in that, that, that line there, we don't trust God, but we fear what it may require of us. Does it require for me to be all in? If I'm going to ask God for guidance, is He going to ask everything of me? And so we don't go to God's Word. We'd rather go other places for guidance rather than God's Word. Why don't we go to God's Word for understanding? What, um, why the reluctance? Okay, so we're going from guidance to understanding the, everything from the complex things of God to understanding how he wants me to interact into the situation he's, he's given me, the wisdom discernment. Why don't we ask God for that? Pride. pride. Often is pride. Well, I don't. I don't need God for that. I can figure it out. What else? Hmm. Yeah, we, we want to push the microwave for 15 seconds and have it all done. Yeah, it takes time. It does. It takes time. We don't want to spend the time. We want to do it our way. 
said Frank Sinatra. Some of you are too young for that. That's okay. We want to do it our way. If I get God's understanding, then he might not like my way. Never mind his way is better, but we want our way. What else? How, yes. Mm-hmm. Not wearing, knowing where to look? Okay. Anything else? In denial? Not just a river in Egypt? Okay. In denial? Yeah, we don't go because we think we, we have it. It's not that bad, is it? Has it come to this? I have to pray? I have to go seek God for, for understanding? Don't smile like you haven't done it. I've done it. What about this? What if we fail to understand the love of God? Think about this. God in His graciousness and His love. We come to Him and ask for understanding. He gives us His word. Now we have to make the decision... Does he love us enough to give us the very best thing? If we understand God's love, then we say, yes, he does. He has loved us. He does love me to give me his word, how complete it is. It's not a large print Bible, but it has room for writing on the sides there. He has given me this. He loves me. See, if we understand this critical component to God's nature, not just, oh, God is love. But God is love in everything that he does, even in the painful things he allows in our lives, the times of testing, but also the times of um, chastening. So we can go to him for understanding. We can read his word for that. One more thing I thought about. Sometimes we don't go to him for understanding because we have forgotten, as we know, his purpose in the world. Uh, we think it's all about us and our time and our things. And God has a higher plan and purpose going on. The river, the current of his love and the gospel is rolling. And, and we're kind of out there watching it go by. When he says, unfold my scroll, unfold my words and see what I'm doing. And as you do so, I'll give you the understanding you need. I'll give you the guidance that you need. It's found in my complete infallible word. It's there. Yeah, the, the interesting about, about this 130, the, the word of light, is the idea is to dawn, to become illuminated. The unfolding, and I could almost, should I ask somebody that's really good with graphics and after effects, Adobe after. You unfold the scroll and the light comes out of it. That's a, kind of a mental image. Just go with me there, okay? Just kind of pretend you nod your head. Yeah, I see that, Stacey, okay? Yeah, is that unfolding the scroll, the light comes on and it, it illuminates my heart and my life and shines the light of God's word into me. That's the other reason we, sometimes we don't want to um, do it, because I don't want to see me. Wow. The, the bright light makes me see me. I don't want to see that, because I'd rather it be hid. So when the proverbial light bulb comes on, as we read God's word, we gain understanding. We gain his strength. So let's return to our buckets here of understanding. 
of guidance. So what I'm saying is when we see guidance, I go to my friends or my wife's people, right? I go scroll on Facebook and see what quote of the day. No. That's not it. It's interesting, when we get a sense of what God is doing and what's going on all around us in the greater purposes of God, we more and more see our need of his word. See, if we are to be people who carry on the legacy of the Reformation, so we're tying it back to that, if we, if we were to be the people who, who say Scripture alone, that is our source, that is our uh, determining, it's how we, how we derive our practice, then we must be in God's Word, systematically. Now, my system's not working out too well this year. I started in Genesis in January. I'm just a Job, so... Um, if you're a slow reader like me, but it's systematic. I go, you and I must go to God's word each morning. Lord, you know what I need today. Sometimes just the cleaning, the aspect of God's word just flowing over our hearts, calming and uh, preparing us for the day ahead. Other times it's like, uh, I think we were talking yesterday at lunch, it's like reading through Proverbs, wow. Wait, I read that last week, last month, same day, and I didn't see it like that. And God gives us another nugget from his word. But it's a constant, constant entering into God's word and seeking his guidance. See, there's not going to be any help class, Bible study, um, anything for college credit that's going to do more for your spiritual walk and my spiritual walk than spending time in God's word. And to the degree a Bible study is helpful is that degree where it spends earnest time in God's Word, examining and holding us up to God's Word and saying, hmm, there's a smudge in my face. I'm sorry. There's something I need to, in my heart. And let it do its work. And be thankful that God uses His Word in such a way that dramatically changes us and gives us understanding and gives us guidance when we need it. Because if we don't go to God's word, we're going to be flailing. Um, I haven't gone fishing a lot. I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they were talking to um, a couple of high school guys who won their bass tournament. And uh, does, does D1 college sports have bass competition? I don't know. It's heading that way. Well, I'll be. Okay. Because the, the, the guys in the announced were talking about these, hey, you're a big college school. Do, do they fish? I don't know. But what do you think about that fish on the, on the hook? And sometimes you lay it down and it flops on the ground a little bit. And that's us. Not the power of God's word in us. We're just kind of flailing around. We're flopping around. We're making lots of stir, lots of in the immediate area, but we're not having a lasting impact because we don't have the guidance and the understanding of God's word. I want to challenge you this week, this year, Coming up, I mean, 17 is almost done. Write it off, start over. Um, be in God's word. Let the enfolding of his light happen in your heart. And, and I'm, one, other, one other step past that. When you're in God's word, share it with somebody. Not in a private way. Hey, look what I learned. 
but share it with somebody. Let me tell you what God did for me today, because I was, I was reading his word. I, I, I'd never seen that. And this is, and you know what? This is exactly what my heart needed. Maybe exactly what their heart needs also. What the beautiful thing about that does, okay, that's the, that's the addendum, it's the postscript on the, on the sermon here. What the beautiful thing about that is we have, have God conversations with each other's believers. We speak of what he's doing in our hearts and lives. That's really the, the fellowship and the, the progress of working together. We do so, we see what God's doing in other people's lives and it encourages our lives, doesn't it? Someone talks of, of what God has shown them and encourages us to, to dig in, to do that. So we understand this. We understand how to go, our guidance. We understand his word. And that's all for the ultimate goal of knowing God. His word, true and fallible, is his revelation to us about himself. And so the reason that we go to God's Word to find guidance, understanding, is yes, we do need it, but the greater reason is that we know God. We get to know Him, and we see Him. Reading through Job, I don't find my, probably not. Um, Talk amongst yourselves, I'll be right there. I know what side of the page is on. And not... Oh, yeah, I was reading in uh, verse uh, chapter 5. So this is... Um, yeah, this is his friend, Eliphaz, talking. But... Um, what he's saying here is, is true. Behold how happy is the man whom God reproves. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. He afflicts pain, it gives relief. He wounds, and his hands also heal. I was reading that. Wow. It's amazing. The, the God that gives us chastisement and does afflict pain when we wander for, when we run from him is also the God that heals. And as you read passages like that, you begin to see a fuller and fuller picture of God. Not just to get an answer for a guidance question or an understanding question. It's a fuller picture of God. It's who He is. And that, my friends, is the purpose of God's Word. To know Him. To know God. Let's bow in prayer. Gracious God, by Your mercy and by Your strength, You have brought us here. Oh God, the, the work of Your Word in our hearts must be there day by day. Father, we need you. Father, we desire to know you. We must know you. So, Father, I pray, if there be one here that is in the darkness of sin that did not come to Jesus, Lord, I pray that you shine the light of your great gospel, the love of Christ in that heart. Father, they would see that Jesus loves them and is purchased by his blood on the cross, salvation for them. 
And Father, those of us who know you, may we be called into a stronger and ever-growing relationship with you as we read your word. Lord, may we not read it only for answers, only for guidance, but may we read it to know you. Thank you that you have known us, that you have made us your children. And so may we devour your word. May it be sweet to our lips. May we taste it and see that you are good. You are gracious. You're a God that's slow to anger. You're a God that's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And we see who you are. And so may we be like you. God, may we be holy as you are holy. May we be loving as you are loving. Lord, do a work in our hearts as we spend time in your word. To Christ, I pray. Amen.